Welcome to the Padres Post Game Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Post Game Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Welcome into our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park as the Padres fall 2 to nothing to the Atlanta Braves in this series opener in downtown San Diego. Final totals here tonight for Atlanta. Two runs, seven hits, no errors. And for San Diego, no runs, six hits, and no errors. Padres with the defeat, dropped to 8-10. and 10. Atlanta with the win. Wins their seventh consecutive game. They improve to 13-4. and four. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building. A lot to do on our post-game coverage. We'll play back some of the highlights from this game, although I'll just be honest with you, not many of them. And on the offensive side for the Padres, really none to speak of. We'll have more on that coming up in just a little bit. We'll also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Take your phone calls, give out our nightly awards, take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard, and much, much more. But the story here tonight begins and ends with another scoreless day for the Padres offense. The Padres have not scored in 18 consecutive innings. They have not scored since the eighth inning on Saturday. That was against the Brewers. Yesterday they were shut out, no runs on five hits, and shut out here today, no runs on six hits. Juan Soto, Manny Machado go a combined 0 for 7 in the middle of the lineup. Soto did walk in this game. Padres had early opportunities, runners on first and third. Two outs in the first inning, could not score. Runners on first and third in the second inning, uh, could not score with two outs. And then, between Max Fried and Dylan Lee, there was a, a period of 15 straight retired in this game from the second uh, until the seventh inning. Then the Padres had some opportunities late, two out double by Austin Nola to break up that that streak uh, of 15 straight retired in the seventh inning. Padres couldn't get him in. They had a great scoring chance in the eighth inning, uh, one out single by Xander Bogart to walk to Juan Soto, runners on first and second, and then Manny Machado, and it has just been... Uh, this kind of game, this kind of couple of days, Machado hits a ball at 105 miles an hour off the bat, but it was uh, a one-line drive hop to Ozzie Albies at second base, an easy double play ball it turned into, and that was it, a 1-2-3 ninth inning, and the Padres get shut out for the second consecutive game and the third game in the first 18 of this season. And the Padres now two games below 500 at 8 and 10. We have a lot to talk about, a lot to break down. Certainly a big bright spot in this game was Ryan Weathers, who is really good once again. Six innings, two earned runs given up. In a span of three batters, he gave up two runs in the first inning. A double by Acuna, a fly out by Olsen, a two-run home run given up to Riley. It was 2 nothing Atlanta, but to Ryan Weathers' credit, settled in in a big way six innings the only runs he gave up were the two runs on the riley home run those were the only two runs in this game and ryan weathers with a quality outing by the definition uh takes the loss in this game and then the bullpen brent honeywell a scoreless seventh inning reese kinnear a scoreless eighth inning and ninth inning in his return to the major leagues but not enough you can't win games if you don't score runs and the padres get shut out once again excuse me, once again uh, here uh, tonight. We'll step aside, come back with more. We'll recap this game, play back some of the highlights. We will hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up as well. Final score, Atlanta 2, San Diego nothing. We get rolling with our post game after this on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, the Atlanta Braves 2 and the San Diego Padres nothing. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage here on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network from inside the loft at the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park. A crowd of 31,000-plus in the building, nearly 32,000 here tonight in downtown San Diego. A great crowd considering it was a chilly, cloudy evening here in San Diego 
But uh, once again, a crowd that did not see the Padres score a run as the Padres are shut out for the second consecutive game. Yesterday, shut out by the Brewers. No runs on five hits. Here today, no runs on six hits with runners in scoring position. Padres went 0 for 4, left on base. Six for the Padres, eight for the uh, for the Braves, rather. Two for seven with runners in scoring position for Atlanta uh, here today as Max Freed off the IL went five scoreless innings. Ryan Weathers went six innings, two earned runs given up. We have a lot to do on our postgame show. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin as we continue to break this one down. A very disappointing night for the Padres, especially following up yesterday's game and shutout against the Brewers. Uh, we'll also give you the out-of-town score scoreboard our nightly awards much much more to come as we wrap this one up from petco park but first let's recap this game and tell you how it all went down it's been a major theme on this homestand the padres allowing first inning runs ronald acuna jr started the game against ryan weathers with a hard hit ball to third base manny machado couldn't knock it down it was ruled a double as it went down the line two batters later it was austin riley at the plate Weathers set and ready. First pitch to him is a breaking ball, and he hits it in the air deep down the left field line. This one's gone, a home run. Laser beam shot underneath the lower balcony of the Western Metal Building and right over the Oris sign in the left field corner. A two-run homer for Austin Riley and a 2-0 Atlanta lead in the first. To Ryan Weathers' credit, those would be the only two runs he allowed in the first inning. He retired Sean Murphy and Ozzie Albies after that to limit the damage. Padres had scoring opportunities in the early innings. Runners on first and third, two outs in the first inning. Same thing in the second inning, but they did not score against Max Freed. Ryan Weathers settled in scoreless frames in the second, third, and fourth inning. Max Freed did the same. Weathers got in major trouble in the fifth inning. Marcelo Zuna doubled to begin the frame. Eli White was hit by a pitch. Ronald Acuna singled. So the Braves had the bases loaded. Nobody out, but Weathers struck out Matt Olson for out number one. Austin Riley was next. Riley's homer in the first inning has produced the only two runs of this game to the point we are at. Ground ball, third base. Manny's got it to second one. Kim to first. In time, double play, and the inning is over. For the second consecutive start, Weathers, bases loaded, nobody out, gets out of it. Slams his fist into his mid as he gets back to the dugout, and we are midway at Petco. Still 2-0 Braves. Excellent work by Ryan Weathers for the second uh, consecutive outing, working his way out of a bases-loaded, nobody-out jam. Great work in that fifth inning. Freed pitched the scoreless bottom half of the fifth inning. That was it for Freed in his first start off the IL, five scoreless innings on 79 pitches. Weathers pitched a scoreless sixth inning. The final line for Ryan Weathers, six innings, two earned runs given up, six hits allowed. He walked two, struck out five on 94 pitches. Then it was a battle of the bullpens. Dylan Lee pitched a scoreless bottom bottom of the sixth inning. Brent Honeywell, a scoreless seventh inning. Lee, a scoreless bottom half. Reese Kinnear pitched the scoreless top of the eighth inning. Jesse Chavez entered in the bottom half. The Braves still leading 2-0. The Padres had a rally. Xander Bogarts hit a one-out single, and then Juan Soto walked. That brought up Manny Machado, who hit an 105-mile-per-hour Line drive on a hop to second baseman Ozzy Albies. A very hard hit ground ball, essentially. It was a smash, but an easy double play. Once Albies fielded it, the inning was over. We went to the ninth inning. The Padres still trailing 2 nothing. Reese Kinnear pitched a scoreless ninth inning, got the Braves 1-2-3. In the bottom half, it was A.J. Minter for the save opportunity, and he retired Cruz, Cronenworth, and Kim in order to secure the save and pick up an Atlanta win as the Braves win it 2-0 over the Padres. They win this best of, uh, or I should say, the opener of this three-game series. Final score, Atlanta 2, San Diego nothing. Atlanta improves to 13-4. They've won seven in a row. The Padres drop to 8-10 as the Padres continue to scuffle. Padres are shut out for the third time in 18 games to begin the year and their second consecutive shutout. Padres have not scored a run in 18 straight innings. And that was the story here tonight at Petco Park. Let's hear post-game reaction from Padres manager Bob Melvin. 
Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian Resource. Bob Atlanta's on a roll right now, no doubt. Max Fried's a tough pitcher, but still, I don't think you expect to get shut out back to back nights. No. Um, just going through one of those things right now, you know, where we are getting some pretty good pitching and. We get into a spot where we get got a chance. We, you know, we don't come through. Me, you know, Manny hits the ball really hard. Hits it right at the second baseman for a double play. Um, but yeah, having a little funk offensively, especially when we get a chance. Some of it may be bad luck, like you just described with Manny hitting the ball hard, but they're right there. But are you, are you liking the approaches? Are, are guys trying to do too much? Are you seeing some pressure? No, we talked about that a little bit before the game. Um, I don't think anybody's trying to press or do too much. We're just going through one of those funks right now, and you know we are getting quite you know quite a few quality pitchers, not only starting but in the bullpen. We we expect to still do some damage. I really felt like in the eighth inning we had a chance there, and Manny hits the ball on the screws, just right at second baseman. Another sign of growth for Ryan today. Yeah. Another deep game, another getting out of a bases loaded jam for himself. Well, not yeah, for sure. You know, you give up two runs real quick, and now. You know, you're in a tough spot with the same guy uh, a little bit later in the game. And, you know, he strikes out Olsen and gets Riley to hit into a double play. All that stuff is really good for for him, uh, you know, confidence-wise going down the road. Um, but we just didn't get much, much support. I know it's April, but this, it feels like a lot of our post-games last year where we're asking you to kind of describe what's going on with the offense. Yeah. How, how is this different than last year? Well, it's, each year's just different, you know. We look, we got off to a really good start last year, and we had a better club, you know, in the second half of the season with the trades and so forth, and went through kind of an offensive funk. Then we did end up in a, in a fairly decent place after that. So our mindset is, you know, we're in this for the long game. We know we're going to go through some tough spots like this, and you know, we just got to fight our way out. How do you look at it? It's been three quality starts on this homestand, and you've lost those games. You right. look at it like, all right, we're getting some good pitching. We'll come around offensively, or that they're wasted opportunities? No, for sure, that we'll come around. And, you know, you know, Honeywell, again, good inning. Reese Kinnear gives us two. You know, in a down game, I didn't want to have to use Garcia. I didn't want to have to use Hill. Certainly didn't want to have to use Hader. And some of these other guys have to step, step up when, you know, somebody like Suarez is, is out and. And Martinez is in the bullpen, so these are close games. It's all good for for them to be able to pitch and pitch well in those things. Um, so looking for some silver linings there. You haven't gotten much production from from the middle of your lineup, particularly Manny and Soto. I, I imagine, given their extensive track records, you're confident yeah. that'll come around. But is there just some frustration there that you're not getting from from the two and three spots right now? Not frustration. It's just you know, it's it's bad timing early in the season. You know, a lot of expectations. Um, you know, haven't gotten off to a good start. We would have liked to offensively. All we always think we have a chance with the guys we have in the lineup. Just hasn't been that way early in the season. In that, I think it was the fifth inning when when Weathers ran into that trouble. There, were you considering yeah. lifting him for, for Ryan? What did he show you there to get out of it when he did? Well, you know, if he, it, it was the Olsen at bat that looked like his command got really good, and you know, it's a pretty good left-handed hitter who hits lefties. Um, you know, we're hoping he can keep the ball down and get a double play. One more base runner, he's out of the game. But, you know, after the strikeout Olsen, I felt like, you know, let's give him a shot right here. So it was the way he looked against Olsen? That yeah. Time, yep. Close the other thing is I just don't want to go into my plus guys again, go one plus with Honeywell again, and we're in the middle of the game. And now, so, you know, the starters have to, to give us a little bit more, and he did today. Goes without saying, as Zocar went on his own, and what did he see there? Yeah, I mean, you got to make sure you're going to get it. Um, so we talked about that right afterwards. You know, stolen base is a stolen base. If we move up two spots, it's a different story. But you got to make sure you, you're safe, and he was. What did you get on the MRI for Campisano? Uh, enough to where I'll give you details tomorrow, but enough to where we had to put him on the IL. 
That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from down by the clubhouse here at Petco Park. Again, the Braves win it 2-0 over the Padres in the first game of this three-game series here tonight. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network from Petco Park. Uh, A lot of uh, comments there from Bob Melvin. Um, You know, he didn't call it frustration as far as... uh, what he's seen from the offense and uh, the struggles of Juan Soto and Manny Machado. Soto did draw a walk in this game, but he was 0 for 3. Juan Soto is now batting 164 to begin the season in now 60-plus at bats, 61 on the season. Uh, Manny, obviously, uh, his normal level of production has not been there, and the issues with runners in scoring position continued in this game. 0 for 4 here tonight with runners in scoring position. The Padres' last eight games with runners in scoring position, they are batting just 142. 8 for 56. 142 with runners in scoring position. So that continues to be a major problem for this Padres offense. And you look at this game, they had opportunities early. And it's the same thing we've said a few times against some of these really good starting pitchers. And even though Max Fried was going to be more limited today coming off the IEL, he's one of the best left-handers in baseball you have early opportunities you must find ways to cash in if you listen to the pregame show i've sounded like a broken record the last week talking about runners in scoring position talking about the padres having to find some way to cash in when they have scoring opportunities and right now it's just not coming and especially against a guy like max freed you have to capitalize. Runners on first and third in the first inning. You heard uh, in the uh, – well, they didn't score in the first inning. The second inning, yeah, it was uh, uh, maybe a, a bit of a curious move by his O'Carr, trying to steal third base with two outs. He did make it. If he gets thrown out there, it's not a great look, especially with Bogarts at the plate, but he did get to third base, so ended up being, a, a, I guess, a good play by the result. But, but the uh, Padres don't score there, and then they add, uh, like we've said, uh, in the seventh inning, Nola on second base, two outs, they don't score. And in the uh, eighth inning, runners on first and second before Machado hit into the double play ball, which he hit very hard, but it was right at Ozzy Albies. I mean, that's bad luck. That'll happen many times throughout a season where you hit a ball really hard right at somebody. Unfortunately, this Padres team can't have that happen because there's there's not any other offense going on so when a team's not scoring uh even and even the hardest hit balls are going right at people it's going to feel that much worse because then you just feel like nothing is going right but the last two games no runs on 11 hits total and the Padres shut out again and even without Fernando Tatis Jr. it's something we've talked about a lot um, this should be a lineup that does way more than this. And it just has not happened consistently enough through the entirety of the first 18 games of the season. And uh, the offensive struggles, I guess you could say, hitting a, a bit of a crescendo uh, here uh, over the last two games with uh, the Padres getting shut out on back-to-back days. We'll step aside. We'll come back with more, give out some nightly awards. We'll continue to break this one down. We will take your phone calls if you want to get them in, 833-288-0973. The phone number, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call. Again, the Padres drop this one 2 nothing to the Atlanta Braves. Our post-game coverage continues after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in the opener of this three-game series, the Atlanta Braves 2 and the San Diego Padres nothing. Final totals for Atlanta, two runs, seven hits, no errors. They left on eight, and for the Padres, no runs, six hits, no errors, and they left on six as the Padres are shut out for the second straight game. It was the first time the Padres had been shut out in back-to-back home games since April 5th and 6th of 2016, both those games against the L.A. Dodgers. And you got to be honest, uh, you thought with this lineup, this offense, that was not something this group would match this year. If somebody would have told you that before the season, of course, it is only two games in a long year. But as I said before the break, I think what is concerning um, if you're a Padres fan right now is that the offensive struggles or I suppose the lack of offensive consistency is kind of hit a crescendo here with back-to-back shutouts uh, first at the hands of the Brewers and now at the hands of the Atlanta Braves. 
Xander Bogarts did have two hits in this game. If you want to look at some offensive positives, and he continues to be terrific in this lineup. 362 now. He's hitting through 18 games. It was uh, his sixth multi-hit game already, so uh, Bogarts continues to be great. Couldn't come through with runners in scoring position in the second inning, unfortunately. But uh, look, out of everything going on right now offensively, there is nothing you can say about Xander Bogarts in a negative sense. I mean, he's been as advertised and as good as you could imagine on the offensive side of things. But, again, the Padres go 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position, and when they had opportunities, could not cash in and get shut out for the second consecutive game. Just to recap how this one went again, in case you're just joining us, maybe you were at the game getting into the car right now uh, or just driving around, whatever you're doing here tonight. Uh, Ryan Weathers, six innings, two earned runs given up. He was very good. In the span of three batters, he got hit really hard in the first inning, and that's where this game was lost. But obviously, I mean, Ryan Weathers is not the reason the Padres lost this game. Acuna... Hits a leadoff double at 107 miles per hour off the bat. Matt Olson hits a line drive into right field at 108 off the bat. And then Riley hits the two-run home run down the left field line, a line drive home run that got out of here at 110 miles per hour off the bat. If you take away those three batters, Ryan Weathers didn't get a run. And he was good. Look, any time, especially a young pitcher like Ryan Weathers, gives you six innings, two earned runs given up. That's a really good start against this lineup, no less. This Atlanta lineup, which A, has been hitting the ball super hard, scoring a lot of runs. They're on a seven-game win streak. The Braves are hot. And Weathers did it again in the fifth inning, getting out of a bases-loaded, nobody-out situation, got a strikeout, and a ground ball double play. So, again, Ryan Weathers deserves a lot of credit for what he did here tonight. One of those situations, and I'm sure Weathers will learn from it, you know, maybe um, did not throw the pitches how he wanted to throw them uh, to the opening three batters but you take out those three and and this was a great start for ryan weathers and here's the bottom line again and i I sound like a a broken record here because i I feel like i said this yesterday an early two-run home run for this offense should not be too much to overcome i said it yesterday with the run that scored uh with the disengagement rule and the stolen base and the sack fly i mean that should not you know be too much for this offense on most nights every night to overcome and it has been the last two days i mean that's what really hurts about these two games for the padres a it's not like you were shut out eight nothing and ten nothing on back-to-back nights you were shut out one nothing and two nothing on back-to-back nights and the runs came on yesterday a sack fly and one single two-run homer here today and the other reason it hurts is that you're getting good starting pitching this is something that bob melvin just talked about in the the post-game press conference tonight weather six innings two runs yesterday darvish was great seven innings one run of course it's it's hard when when you get great starting pitching and uh and you don't win the games Uh, certainly that's not what you want at any time but certainly when you're getting shut out it hurts even worse and Again, it's something I talked about this morning. I had a spot on on Ben and Woods this morning here on 97.3 The Fan. You know, the bullpen has, for the most part, been pretty good here. I mean, look at today. Honeywell, Kinnear gives you two innings in a two-run game. I mean, that's a big spot for Reese Kinnear. Credit to him. Did a really good job yesterday with Wilson and Hayter. The bullpen gave you five and a third scoreless innings on saturday when seth lugo couldn't get out of the fourth inning not as good on friday night they were really good on thursday uh, against the brewers in that series opener i mean for, for about a week plus here for the most part the bullpen has been pretty good good enough to, to win a lot of games and uh and even without having robert suarez in it right now so um, the bottom line is this. If you don't score runs, you're not going to win any games. And uh, that's what happened here uh, for the Padres. I'll, I'll make one final uh, thought for you uh, before we uh, get to our home run tally ace pitcher of the game. And uh, we will take your phone calls here, 833-288-0973. There was a question there during the postgame press conference to Bob Melvin about the, the – the, well, the question was about the kind of the post-game press conferences feeling like they did at times last year. And I will say, in sort of an uncanny way, these couple of games 
and some of the games we've seen at home, it does feel like many post-game shows we did last year where we would look at the offense and not really be able to explain or, or understand why um, they were they were scuffling the way they were. Now, of course, you just look at some of the numbers, the lineup here, the fact that Manny and Soto haven't really got going yet. Look, it's something we've been saying. I mean, this team will go as far as that middle of the order takes them. They're built to hit. They're built to produce at a high rate, at a big-time level in the middle of that lineup. So when they're not doing that, it's not going to look great. When they hopefully do do that, team's gonna win a lot of games that's i mean that's just math that's simple that's science baseball science if you will but it does feel at times a little like last year at times during the regular season where you'd have these big crowds and everything's feeling good and the offense just didn't have it so it's very early we're 18 games in but uh you know I, I I don't have a great answer here tonight if you're sitting out there wondering and waiting for me to explain the offensive struggles. I mean, they have the names and the track records here uh, to not get shut out on back-to-back nights. So um, I don't have the answers for you here tonight, but I will do my best to uh, give you some entertainment and uh, keep you company, whatever you're doing on this Monday night. Let's tell you who went deep around the major leagues today with our home run tally. Which players went deep tonight? This is our MLB Home Run Tally, presented by Mr. Moto Pizza, bringing back the old New York pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin crest gourmet pies and the original stuffed knots. With eight locations in San Diego, find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com. We take a look at the Home Run Tally here today, tell you about some of the players that went deep in today's action around the majors marlins beat the giants four to three jorge soler had a big pinch hit home run in that game for miami marcus simeon had a home run for the rangers in a four nothing win over the royals rangers are playing really well 10 and 6 now after beating up on houston yesterday on sunday night baseball Corey jolks had a home run for the Astros in a 9-2 win, young uh, player Corey Jolks hitting one 424 feet in Houston. Jack Sawinski, former Padre minor leaguer, had a home run. 461 feet for Sawinski in a 14-3 win for the Pirates over the Rockies. Bryce Terang, we just saw him hit a home run in the Brewers' 7-3 win over the Mariners. So those are just a handful of guys who hit home runs around the major leagues today. We'll have a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard, a more extensive look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up a little bit later in the postgame. Now let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game here tonight at Petco Park. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Today's ace pitcher of the game. You know what? You know, I... I don't go with uh, the opposing team players unless I really need to. And I think tonight we have a good option for the Padres. Ryan Weathers. I mean, this was a good outing. Six innings, two earned runs, six hits, walked two, struck out five, 94 pitches, 59 for strikes. Gave up the early two-run home runs, Austin Riley, but that was it. Really settled in. Dealt with base runners in the second inning, got out of it. One, two, three, third. Worked around a leadoff walk in the fourth inning. Picked off a guy. He continues to be excellent in that department. And then the biggest inning of them all, the biggest uh, escape job he did. The bases loaded. Nobody out with Olsen and Riley coming up. Struck out Olsen. Got a double play ball off the bat of Riley to end the inning. And then uh, works around a two-out single in the sixth inning. So, hey, Ryan Weathers, he deserves some credit here. He really does. Young left-hander. That's had some struggles in the major leagues. Bob Melvin sang his praises during spring training. We heard about it. The results in the actual games during spring training weren't always great. But the Padres look really smart so far for putting Ryan Weathers on this team and giving him an opportunity to show what he can do. And so far, he's got two outings of five innings, two runs, and now one quality outing of six innings, two earned runs given up, where he really made one mistake to Austin Riley, and that was it. So credit to Ryan Weathers, a 281 ERA through three starts. He's a 
He showed what he can do so far, and that is why Ryan Weathers is our ace pitcher of the game. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. When we come back, we will get to some of your phone calls. 833-288-0973, the phone number. Again, 833-288-0973. Like I said earlier, I can't promise I have the answers on how we get this Padres offense going, but I will try my best to uh, explain it to you and be here for you on this Monday night as the Padres fall 2-0 to Atlanta. Post-game show keeps on rolling when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues on the Padres Radio Network. Padres fall 2-0 to the Atlanta Braves on this Monday night at Petco Park. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from downtown San Diego here in America's finest city at Petco Park. As uh, the Padres are shut out for the second consecutive day, Padres drop to 8-10. and 10. Braves improve to 13-4. and 4. Again, final totals for Atlanta, two runs, seven hits, no errors. They left on eight. For San Diego, no runs, six hits, no errors. They left on six. Padres have not scored in 18 consecutive innings. It has been a rough couple of days for the Padres offense, uh, no doubt about that. Since uh, again, Ryan Weathers, uh, very solid in this game, picks up a tough luck loss, six innings, two earned runs given up, uh, walks two, struck out five, six hits allowed. Max Freed in his start, his return from the IL. He only went five innings, 79 pitches coming off the IL, just his second start of the year since opening day. But uh, he was very effective. He looked great. Five innings, four runs, no, uh, excuse me, five innings, no runs, four hits. Uh, struck out four, walked nobody on those 79 pitches. And then the combination of Lee, Chavez, and Minter combined for four scoreless innings out of the pen. I want to read you a tweet here from A.J. Casavell. Padres beat writer for MLB.com does a great job. AJ has a couple of quotes from Manny Machado, and here they are. Quote, I'd rather this happen now than down the road, Manny Machado said of the offense's slow start. And then he also said, uh, and AJ writes here, for anyone who would read too much into 18 games, here's Manny, quote, it's just... Don't jump on the bandwagon later when we start, I can't say the word he said after that, but I can say this one, when we start raking and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. So, again, it's just don't jump on the bandwagon later when we start raking and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. So, there's 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 truth to that, no doubt, Um if this team was going to go through a team-wide slump, back-to-back home games without a run, and Manny and Soto really struggling, you could very easily make the argument you would rather them go through it now than in September, October. Um, that is true. I agree with that. I think the hard part, and... I suppose this doesn't really concern the players or fall on the players. The hard part, I think, from the fan perspective, to watch the start of this season, watch what's happened the last week or so, watch the last couple of nights, is that the expectations are so high. I mean, I don't think, you know, people are nearly as upset if the expectations aren't what they are. Um, look, the expectations for this team are sky high for good reason. They should be sky high, but with those expectations, uh, comes, you know, comes concern when you don't perform well. And, uh, obviously an eight in 10 start is not what anyone envisioned and it's not a good start. Um, it is early and I agree with Manny there. It is very, very early in 18 games does not make or break a season. If I were a betting man, I'd be willing to say we will look back at the start of this season as just that a start to the season because i find it really hard to believe that this team is not going to come somewhere close at least in the regular season to what the expectations have been um but that was manny in the clubhouse saying i'd rather this happen now than down the road and also don't jump on the bandwagon 
<laughs> later when they start raking. So um, that was Manny in the clubhouse. Uh, see, maybe there'll be some audio or video from uh, the quotes from that uh, a little bit uh, later on tonight on social media. Anyway, we continue on. Atlanta 2, San Diego nothing. The final score here at Petco Park. We will take some of your phone calls here. 833-288-0973, the phone number. By the way, that quote from Manny, it does remind me a little bit of last year when he said, uh, and I can't remember when exactly this was, what part of the year. I can't remember if it was just the stretch where the Padres were really struggling or if Manny was struggling. And Manny said, you'll remember, I'm Manny. I can't say the middle word, Machado. Uh, I'm Manny Machado. Um, kind of reminds me of that. So anyway, uh, I, I, you know, look, again, with Manny, you know, in particular, it's one of those slow starts, but I think Manny of anyone has really earned the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, I, I don't think it would surprise anyone if at some point here he goes on one of those classic Manny Machado tears. This is a guy who carried this team all year through the ankle injury and all of it uh, last year. And, uh, you know, for him, uh, not, not a great start, but uh, I think I think a lot of fans out there would probably agree that that I don't think Manny is is necessarily a concern, but no doubt a slow start for Manny Machado. All right, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit San DiegoFoodBank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game. Again, we'll stay on the Padres side of things because we have plenty of options here tonight for Padres awards. How about Reese Kinnear? Very nice job by Mr. Reese Kinnear. Up from AAA El Paso. First major league appearance of the season. Two scoreless innings in relief in the eighth and ninth against this Atlanta lineup. It's a tough lineup. Had to get through Murphy and Albies and Grissom and Rosario in the eighth inning. Then Ozuna, Hilliard, Acuna. In the ninth inning, kept it a two-run game. Did exactly what Bob Melvin brought him in to do. So for that reason, Reese Kinnear, a relief pitcher of the game. Brett Honeywell also threw a scoreless inning, uh, inning in this game, so uh, he deserves uh, some credit as well. Uh, good work by Brent Honeywell. All right, we will take some of your phone calls here coming up. 833-288-0973, the phone number. 833-288-0973, the number to call. But before we do that, let's pause for station ID on the Padres Radio Network. KWFNFM and KWFNH1, San Diego. Hi, this is Bob Mel. You're listening to Padres Baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from Petco Park. Again, the final score, the Atlanta Braves 2 and the San Diego Padres nothing as the Padres are shut out uh, for the second consecutive game. They have not scored in 18 innings. Padres drop to 8-10. and 10. Braves, meanwhile, hey, they're red hot. Seven straight wins, a 13-4 and four start to the year for the Atlanta Braves. I mean, think about this. The Braves lost on that Sunday night baseball game last Sunday. To the Padres, they have not lost the game since, 7-0 and uh, since that game. It's actually kind of remarkable. <laughs> this season, and we are now 18 games in, uh, the Braves are 17. Um, the Braves essentially have gone 11-1 uh, and one against everybody else, and then they've gone, uh, excuse me, sorry, they've gone... I'm getting confused. 11 and 1 against everybody else and they have now gone 2 and 3 against the Padres. Yeah, that's it. So 11 and 1 against everybody else and 2 and 3 against the Padres. <laughs> and that was, you know, obviously they only had one win against the Padres at the start of tonight. So, uh they've been great against everybody except for that one four game against the Padres. So a very good start for the Braves. All right, let's go to the phones. Like I said, don't know that I have the offensive answers for you, but I will uh, try to play emotional support and uh, do my best here tonight. Let's begin on the phones with Lee in San Diego calling in. Hi, Lee. Welcome to the Padres postgame show. Hey, thanks for taking my call, man. Hey, when you're at home and you have two pitching gyms Mm -hmm. with Hugh Darvish and Ryan Weathers, and you have this offensive machine I just hope they're not waiting for. Uh, I mean, I mean, they're good without uh, 
the players that are that are good without Tatis, Musgrove, and Suarez. I just don't understand how the, how the offense is not coming through at home yeah. with, with these pitching, with the pitching they've had. Can you yeah, explain Lee. that to me? Yeah, you know, Lee, and appreciate the call. I wish I could explain. I mean, I, it's one of those scenarios where I, I don't have a great answer. You know, um, I don't know if it's approach. I don't know if it's pressing. I don't know if it's just bad timing of going through a, a stretch like this sort of collectively, and especially for the guys in the middle, in the middle of the order, you know, where, you know, you could have had a stretch like this for a week, week and a half, and it could have been in July, but your team's playing well before that, and you don't notice it as much. Um, but there's no doubt you notice it way more because it's this early and because this team has such high expectations and especially offensively is supposed to score a lot of runs i mean bob melvin himself said it the other day this team is built to hit and they've not hit consistently enough and especially the last two games have not hit at all so uh lee i wish i had an explanation i will not sit up here uh, inside the western metal building and make it like i'm the hitting guru and i know what exactly uh, is the issue right now, but they're just not hitting. And you're right in saying two things. A, even without Fernando Tatis Jr., there's plenty of talent in this lineup. I mean, plenty of talent in this lineup. And you're also right that, yeah, it it, it it's not good to waste two really good starting pitching performances. Now, hey, guys pitch well out of the starting rotation all the time. You're not always going to win the game, but... You know, Darvish, seven innings, one run yesterday. Weather, six innings, two runs today. You want to win those games. Or at least you want to back them up with some runs. And that's the other thing I said it earlier. It's not like these back-to-back shutouts were 8 nothing and 10 nothing. Like you're getting blown out. The scores were one nothing and 2 nothing. So they were very winnable games. And, uh, Lee, I don't have a great explanation for you. i got to be honest. All right, we go to uh, Jose, who's calling in from Spring Valley. Hi, Jose. Hey, Sammy, how you doing? I'm doing well, Jose. How are you? Hey, man, you know, one thing I'm going to say is that, you know, it's early in the season. You know, I'm in the stands watching the game, and, you know, you hear fans just already giving up on the team. And, you know, Manny said it, you know, when, when we're winning, you know, all of a sudden everybody wants to be a Padre fan. we got to understand, it's 18 games in the beginning of the season. We had a rough stretch last August before the playoffs, and we still got there. You know, it yeah. doesn't matter. I mean, games matter, but at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be about how you finish and can you get it together in between now and, and at the end of the season. And the other thing, too, is, you know, it's you have to get in the playoffs. Once you hit the playoffs, everybody's 0-0. You know, nobody's 1-10. You know, nobody, nobody cares about wins and how many wins you won during yeah. the season. You know, yeah, you're right, Jose. Yeah, 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 Jose. You're you're right, and and appreciate the call. You're right. Um, you know, it's a very long season. Look, I'm I'm not. This season's not over. I mean, eight and ten is not what you wanted, but we're a long way from over here. And I will be the first one to say that I'm. You know, if I'm a Padres fan, I'm not happy about an eight and ten start. I'm also not panicking right now. Okay, if this team had an 8-10 and 10 run in the middle of August, but you were sitting in first place by 10 games, you wouldn't think too hard about it, right? And I understand those aren't perfect correlations, but unfortunately they're kind of going through this at the very start of the year. Is this the start of a bigger problem for this season? I don't know. We don't know yet because we've only played 18 games, but the offensive struggles and um, the lack of consistency in, in going on an 8-10 and 10 stretch, it's more noticeable because it's the very start of the year and it's a team that has come into a season with sky high expectations so um but you're right look we learned last year you know i think it's easy to forget how windy the regular season was last year how many stretches the padres went through where we had post-game shows just kind of like this where we were kind of even after the trades kind of wondering when the offense would kick it into gear and it wasn't really happening and you know, then they kind of hit their stride a bit and ended up in the postseason and beat a couple of 100-plus win teams. You're right. It's a long year. And I would, you know, I would tell Padres fans out there, I know it doesn't feel great, but it's a long year. Don't, you know, if you're sitting in the stands, don't don't, don't give up on this team. 
after 18 games because I do think there's truth there. And if, again, if I if I was a betting man to to what Manny Machado said, you know, I do believe this team will start doing what they were made to do. That's usually how offense works with guys that typically put up numbers. Um, so I'd be willing to bet it's going to turn around. Um, but look, obviously it's not a great start. Let's go to John and Temecula calling in. Hi, John. Hi, Sam. How you doing? Doing well, John. How are you? Are you by yourself up there in the loft tonight? Is it uh, dead quiet around you right I now? I am. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't quiet for a while. There were uh, plenty of people up here finishing up their beers and uh, <laughs> having a good time. But, yes, by, by this time of the night, uh, this far after the game, yes, it is, it is me, myself, uh, and I up here in uh, the loft. You, at yourself, Park. and you. <clears throat> yes, well, and I my thoughts and, and, and all of you. Free and post-game. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I appreciate you doing our pre and post game. You do a great job. I really appreciate uh, all the wisdom and the fact that you're connected to players and have audio and sound bites of, of this interview and that. Uh, Machado uh, is a guy that makes me grounded, you know. Um, little silver lining. Uh, Ryan Weathers pitched really well tonight. Yeah. I know we lost 2 nothing. We've lost a bunch. We're 8-10. and 10. Um, we don't need to press the panic button. I see a lot of good things going on. I'm a little concerned about Soto being in his own head. That's mm. what I wanted to ask you about. I think Juan is, is a generational talent like Tatis, but I think he's too much in his own head right now. And I would like to see him kind of relax, like Manny has kind of told us all to relax. Because as you very well know with your career, and mine as well. Baseball is a grind. It's a very long season. We're yeah. going to be just fine, and the bats will liven up, you know? Yeah, yeah, and good call, John. Thank you uh, for calling in, listening in. Thank you for the kind words. Um, you know, look, to your point on uh, on Soto, I mean, he talked earlier today in the clubhouse and I thought was in really good spirits, he was smiling a lot. He looked relaxed. You know, he was talking about – he was essentially asked – you know, about his comfort level here in San Diego after, you know, look, last year, and we've talked about it at length, it's hard. You know, I know it's just the game, and I know these guys make a lot of money, and it's like, you know, just go out and play the game. But it's really not that simple um, when you get traded, when you've only known one organization, when your whole life is, you know, changed to a different place with different faces, a different team, different teammates, all of it in the middle of a season, even for somebody as talented and has the star power that, that Juan Soto has. Um, so I, I think I, I think the thing that's surprising, and let me just get back to what he said today, you know, he was essentially asked about his comfort level in San Diego now that he had a full spring with the team, and he said, you know, he feels great. And he was talking about, uh, you know, having a beautiful house and beautiful weather and what more could you ask for. Um, so he seemed like he was in really good spirits. He didn't seem to me like somebody who's feeling a ton of pressure. And, and I don't think you want him to feel a ton of pressure. You want him to just go out there and be Juan Soto. Um, but, look, there's no getting around that the numbers since he arrived in San Diego have not been what you expected, and especially the start to this year. I mean, the average is the average. It's 172 in, um, or check that. It's actually, I don't mean to pile on here, but it's actually a 164 in 61 at-bats. Now, he's getting on base at a higher clip at 346. He's drawing walks. We know that. His eye is still good, but he's just not driving the ball like we're, we're used to seeing, and I, I don't know the answer. Um you know, and and I hope he's not putting too much pressure on himself because this should be a really good situation for him. You know, I know it's a team with high expectations, but this guy that played in the World Series and was a big part of a team that won a World Series, he was 20 years old. Uh, I'm sorry, was he 19? Was he 19 or 20? Hold on, I'm looking at his age. He was, uh, they, they won in 2019. He was 20 years old, you know, um... So I, I don't, you know, I don't think the pressure gets to him. And just lineup-wise, I mean, you know, I know there's been talk about where he would like to hit, whether it's two or three or, or where. The bottom line is, especially when Fernando comes back, he's going to be hitting with one of 
Bogarts, Machado, or Tatis, either ahead of him or behind him, that should mean he's in a very good hitting situation in this lineup. I mean, it's it's why we we felt this lineup was so dangerous, and I think it will be at the end of the year, by the end of the year. Well, not hopefully not by September, like hopefully they kind of warm up before then, but you get my point. I think they will turn it around. I think on top of that, the thing that is surprising is that and look, it's spring training, so I don't want to put too much stock into it. But he looked so good in the spring. He was so good at the World Baseball Classic. He said all the right things about seeing the ball so much better. There was so much conviction in what he was saying. And I'll, I'll be honest, I thought this guy was going to start the year on a tear. And we were going to see like a wire-to-wire, oh my goodness, you know, kind of season. And by the way. We're 18 games in. He could still do that, go win an MVP. Um, so let's not make it like the, the his season, the, the book has been written on it. But I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that it hasn't been a better start just based on what we saw in the spring and at the WBC and based on what he said. And, you know, obviously he dealt with the injuries a little bit, you know, especially at the end of spring training, dealing with the uh, oblique. You know, I don't know if that's still affecting him, but... You know, from from the driving the ball perspective, it has not been the start uh, I'm sure he would have wanted. Uh, let's go to Anthony in San Diego. Hi, Anthony. How are you? Hey, buddy. Thanks for taking the call, man. You got it. You know, to a small degree, I love what I hear from the fans. They don't, you know, don't worry, don't stress. But at the same time, you know, what I'm starting to want to hear as a San Diego fan is a breathe and die hard Padres fans of holding them accountable and say, you know what, we're not yeah. stressed, but at the same time, I want you to do your job, right? Like I, every now and then what I'll do just to compare notes, I'll listen to New York fans or somebody else, Philly fans, and it's okay to be upset with the team. I want us to be passionate. And, and as much as I love and Machado's my boy, love that guy. And so to a small degree, yeah, I hear what he's saying and I appreciate it, but I also want to see him firing up his teammates and I want to see them with a little bit of zeal going on, break a bat. Let me know that you're not happy with what's going on. You know, and I feel like in San Diego, we miss out on that. We miss out on the, you know, cause we're so lackadaisical about our sports team. It's like, Oh guys, let's not, you know, worry. It's only, but I would love our team to be 13 and four. Mm. You know, I, I would love them to be hitting 215 and winning close games. Right. You know, like, I, I, I appreciate what he's saying, but, not, but we didn't pay for this. You have an owner that went out on a, on a limb and is doing something that almost no owner, owner is doing right now and put a lot of money into a lineup and, you know, a, a good lineup at that. And so I want us to hold our team accountable. I don't I don't want to, you know, panic. But at the same time, do better, guys. Do better. Um, you know, there is a small part of me, even though I say this, I wonder at times, you know, you brought it up a few minutes ago. You said, hey, look, you know, Soto is young. You moved here. You know, it's hard playing for one team your whole life, moving and starting something. And I wonder to a small degree, I don't want to say if they're waiting for Tatis, but if it looms big over their heads about, like, you know, getting comfortable in the lineup, comfortable hitting where you're hitting, yeah. to know that there's going to be such a disruption coming. I think it's probably in the back of a lot of their minds, you know, about, hey, where am I going to be hitting in two weeks or three weeks? You know, what is our lineup going to look like? Yeah. Where is he going to play, you know, in the field? Who's going to get bumped? Who's going to get fat, whatnot? And I don't know what you think about that part also. Yeah, you know, look, and, and Anthony, appreciate the call. You know, look, I, I don't know how much, you know, guys are thinking about that as far as Fernando coming back. And, you know, it, it doesn't disrupt the lineup all that much. I mean, yeah, you're going to have a guy bumped down into the cleanup spot, you know, and that's happened at times this year when Grisham has let off. But aside from that, I mean, from a playing time perspective, it's not affecting any of the, the main guys, the guys in the heart of the order. Um, certainly the guys that have played right field aren't going to play nearly as much. But um, I, I don't think that's an excuse, though. You know, um, they're just not hitting right now. And, uh, you know, again, I, I don't mean for anybody out there to to be listening and, and waiting for me to, to give an explanation. I, I don't quite know. Um 
you know, what what the issue is. Uh, you know, for Soto, like we said, I mean, it was understandable last year. Look, I, I think, again, to me, last year's last year. It's still early here. It's not been a great start. Um, he has plenty of time to turn that around. Now, if we're halfway through the year, if we're in the middle of June, July, and this is not improved, then and the conversation may take on kind of a different tone of, of wondering kind of what's happened. But I don't think we're there yet. Um, and again, I, I think more than anything with the Soto part of it, it's just surprising. I'm, I'm surprised that it hasn't been a better start, just based on what I saw in spring, the feeling he got around him. Um, I'm surprised that it hasn't been a better start. But it's certainly 18 games does not make a season. Um, and that's certainly important to remember. And, and by the way, I, I, these guys absolutely care. Now, that may not come in the form of visually seeing guys break bats and, you know, sit on the dugout top step after a loss, staring out into the field, all these kind of, you know, cliche ways of, of guys showing displeasure. Um, nobody likes losing. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing kind of uglier in baseball than when a team isn't scoring and especially one that's supposed to score there's nothing that looks worse that feels worse and that's what they're going through right now but i i think these guys do care um you know and and i do think there are fans a lot of fans that that will hold this team accountable and and you shouldn't be happy about an eight and ten start you shouldn't be happy about getting shut out back-to-back nights but do i think it makes or breaks this season um i don't i think we are 18 games in so anyway we'll uh, step aside come back uh, with more of your phone calls finish up here get you ready for tomorrow more to come on our post game show again the final atlanta two, san diego nothing on the padres radio network Our post-game show continues on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, the Atlanta Braves 2 and the San Diego Padres nothing. As the Padres get shut out for the second consecutive game. Padres drop to 8-10. and 10. Braves improve to 13-4. and 4. The Braves have won seven consecutive games. We'll have more on tomorrow's matchup coming up in just a bit. We'll also tell you about our player of the game and take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. All that coming up, but first let's get to one more phone call here tonight. Let's go to Don in Rancho Bernardo calling in. Hi, Don. Hey, Sammy. How you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Hey, at a baseball <laughs> game every day. You know, it's it's fun, yeah. even though uh, even though it's not not all that fun uh, the last couple of days. But uh, I'm always happy to be here. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, it's great talking to you again, Sammy. I just had to call in tonight to kind of vent my. Uh, you know, my head tells me, of course, the, turn, the team is going to turn it around. They've got to. The pitching's solid, which is good to see. And I was really stoked to see Weathers go out there, a young pitcher, and, and do real well. And, of course, you know, we can't forget we're playing great teams right now. You know, I don't know how many teams are in first place, but uh, obviously the, the Braves are in first. And, yeah. and then the other thing I always tell myself, even the best hitters get out 70% of the time. So that's my head. But, Sammy, my heart, that's why I'm calling in tonight, because my heart tells me this team stinks. <laughs> and we, we ought to be performing better. You know, I'm just, gosh, I'm just frustrated. I'm real frustrated. Yeah. This, with what's happening, Sammy, is this is bringing flashbacks to last year. <laughs> right, right. You know, where, yeah, just where the, the offense just barely squeaked by and we were winning ball games, you know, three to two and four to three. And I just thought this season was going to be a lot a lot easier, you know, a lot easier on my my stress level and, and my heart. And um, it's not starting out that way, but uh, but it's just sports, Sammy, right? It's just sports. Yeah. So that's, I just called in defense a little bit. <laughs> well, Don, appreciate the call. Um, yeah, I totally get the, the head versus heart thing, and I think that's a very common fan experience because I think in your head right now, at least for me, in your head, yeah, it's – Look, you know in your head it's very early, and it's unlikely that, A, the offense will struggle to this degree for much longer, and, B, that this team isn't going to win a lot of games, because they should. They should. Now, if they don't, that's a different story. Then we've got a whole different conversation by the time we get to the fall. It is very early, and that's what your head is saying, but your heart's like, I get it. I get it. 
and and hey, you you made a great point on um well, it was really something we we talked about earlier here on the post game is that the last couple of days in watching the offense struggle and getting great starting pitching, yes, it is eerily similar to so many nights we saw last year, especially here at home where you just didn't understand why the offense was struggling the way it was. And that was even after the trades uh, in early August that, that got Soto and Drury and Bell. And that feels like this now. And Bob Melvin was asked about that, that it's kind of like that similar feeling to last year. Um, yeah, I understand where, why from the heart perspective, it's like, man, that, this doesn't feel great. And this feels too much like like last year. Um so I get it, but um, we'll see. We'll see if tomorrow they can turn things around and take it from there. I, I guess one way you could look at it, just to give you one final thought on it here tonight, one way you can look at it, you know, I put something out on Twitter. Um, before this stretch started with Atlanta, New York, Milwaukee, Atlanta, saying what would be a, 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 a good record at the end of this stretch, which by, the, which, by the way, coincides with Fernando coming back on Thursday at the end of the stretch. And a lot of people said to me, I think 500 or, you know, 8-6 and six on this 14-game stretch would be good. Would be good because we're not whole. There's no Musgrove. There's no Suarez. There's no Tatis. You know, you win the next two. You're 10-10. and 10. It, it didn't. It's not where you want to be after 20 games, but I guess you could argue that you sort of tread water through a really difficult stretch this early when you weren't whole. That's got to be the hope, right? <laughs> Best case scenario uh, the next couple of days. So we'll see uh, what this Padres team does against the Braves. Uh, part of the problem right now is the Braves are playing great. You know, it's going to be hard to beat them the next two games. And uh, they've got more good starting pitching on the mound tomorrow. More on that in a moment. Let's tell you about our player of the game and this 2 nothing win for the Braves. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game here tonight, hard not to give it to Austin Riley, right? I mean, his one swing was the difference in the game. A two-run home run in the first inning, third batter of the game. And that was it. That's all the scoring. How could it not be Riley? He's our player of the game with that two-run home run. Unfortunate for Ryan Weathers because it was the only big hit he gave up, the only runs he gave up, but that's the way it goes on some nights. And Austin Riley, for that two-run home run, our player of the game. Now let's tell you about the out-of-town scoreboard, what's going on around the major leagues on this Monday. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard and happy to report that everything has gone final here tonight. The Mets beat the Dodgers 8-6 in L.A. in Chavez Ravine. Eight runs on 14 hits for the Mets in that one. Angels beat the Red Sox earlier today 5-4 in Boston. Marlins beat the Giants 4-3 in Miami earlier. Jorge Soler, a big pinch hit home run in that game. Reds beat the Rays 8-1 in Cincinnati. Rays are 14-3. Rangers beat the Royals 4-0. Marcus Simeon had a home run in that game. Rangers are off to a good start, 10-6, first place in the AL West. Diamondbacks beat the Cardinals 6-3 in St. Louis. It was the Astros over the Blue Jays 9-2 in Houston. Corey Jolks a home run in that one. Jack Sawinski, former Padre prospect, with a home run in the Pirates' 14-3 win over the Colorado Rockies tonight. Cubs beat the A's 10-1 in Oakland. Brewers beat the Mariners 7-3 in Seattle. And two postponements today, the Guardians and the Tigers. They'll make that up tomorrow in Detroit. Phillies and the White Sox in Chicago, they will make that up tomorrow as well. So a couple of postponements, everything else final in the major leagues here tonight. Taking a look at the 
matchup for tomorrow. Second game of this three-game series against Atlanta. On the mound for the Braves, right-hander Spencer Strider, 1-0 with a 3-3 ERA. Against left-hander Blake Snell, 0-2 with a 6-9-2 ERA so far this year. First pitch tomorrow, 6.40 p.m. Our pregame coverage begins at 5.40 here on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network. So the task for this offense Bad news doesn't get much easier tomorrow with Spencer Strider on the mound. 18 straight scoreless innings. Padres offense is going to have to wake up against a very tough right-hander in Spencer Strider, but that's why you play the game. Not impossible. We'll see if the Padres can do it. Taking a look at the final totals here tonight. For the Braves, two runs, seven hits, no errors. They left on eight. And for the Padres, no runs, six hits, no errors. They left on six. Winning pitcher Max Freed, who improves to 1-0. and Losing pitcher Ryan Weathers, who drops to 1-1. and Tough luck loss for Ryan Weathers, who went six innings, just two runs given up in this game. A.J. Minter picks up his fourth save with a 1-2-3 ninth inning. Time of game, a quick one, two hours, 22 minutes. And the crowd here at Petco Park on this Monday 31,846. That'll do it for our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. As always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your phone calls. Again, first pitch tomorrow at 640. Our pregame coverage begins at 540. For our studio coordinator, Nick Tanucci. I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the Atlanta Braves 2 and the San Diego Padres nothing. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.